It's just you and me alone tonight with Nicholas K. I wasn't perfectly on time. I'm drinking like off a, by a second. I'm drinking a little bit of sake right now. I'm drinking uh, some very old Saint Nick's. Ooh. <laughs> this is my uh, this is my Nick Cage bourbon. I'm drinking uh, tap water that went through the water cycle. Uh, after being uh, peed out by Nicolas Cage. That sounds amazing. And welcome back, everybody, to Late Night Cage Fight. I don't know how many movies we've watched up to this point, but we've been talking about Face Off and Con Air for years. 25? Is it 25? This will be the 25, of, uh, at least on the official um, fights. We had five in season one, 10 oh, season okay. two. All right. 25th All right. anniversary. I'm here with Cage Fighter Steve and Cage Fighter Sean. We are ready to talk about these Nick Cage classics. Remember, you can check us out on nickcagefight.com, and you can also find our Discord server there. We're in the process of uh, getting that up and running. But yeah, fellas, this is the golden age of Cage, and I am so happy to be sharing this moment with both of you tonight. Yeah, it's great. It's great. Awesome. I haven't flown in, like, over a year. You haven't flown? Yeah. And now you're flying with me. And Nicolas Cage. Oh, That's man. right. Oh, so yeah, we're going to talk about Con Air, Face Off. If you don't know these movies, then I don't even know why you're listening to this, because it's these are, like, two of Nick's biggest movies. Uh, but before that, um, Cage Fighter Steve, would you like to give us some Nicolas Cage news? I'm not really seeing anything new in, in the news for Nick Cage, just the puff pieces. We did you know, learn that... Uh, Nick, Nick Cage doesn't want to be called an actor. He does. He wants to meditate on what makes him happy. Nick Cage is a hippie now. You know, just people picking on Nick, the usual. Right, right. We did learn... We did learn that Nicolas Cage is, in fact, a goth. That's important. Yeah. That's he true. He came out yeah. as a goth, officially. I think that's great. I support alternative lifestyles. Uh, I think he, he can probably connect with his son with that. So does that mean that he was, like, born in the 1600s? I, don't, I right? don't think he's technically a goth, as in from the gothic barbarian tribes. I think it's he's into uh, gothic-type stuff. That's how I interpret that, like Robert Frost poetry. Um. Like he's into Robert Frost, Robert Frost poetry, or like, like Robert Frost poetry is something that goths are into. Yeah, both. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's so all of Robert Frost poetry is written about Nicholas Cage. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you go to a goth club today, there is now like a thirty or forty percent higher chance that Nicholas Cage will be there. That's a that's a pretty big yeah, jump. It's significant. At any goth club, at any, any given time. Any goth club <laughs> in the world. Okay. I just want to know how he found a way to be omnipresent at all goth clubs across the that's country. That's what I'm wondering. Right. But we have already established that he's a god. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's traveled so, through time. That's true. And he's that's going true. to play he's going to play Dracula. Did you see that? I, I'm not getting my hopes up. He was also uh -huh. supposed to be Tiger King. I see. So we're not going to do movie role announcements because we've been disappointed. We've been burned in the past, and we don't want that. Yeah, and he's also supposed to have been Superman. That's true. He's been supposed to be a lot of great things, yeah. and somebody comes along and screws him out of it. So Yeah, it's inevitable. It's going to be John Travolta yeah. as Dracula. Right. Yeah. All right, guys. Or William Defoe. Willem Defoe. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Well, shut up. Let's start with Con Air because I, guys, I thought, I thought I'd seen Con Air. It was like in the 
it was in my soul. Yes, Con Air's awesome, of course. I remember some of the action sequences. I remember Cage's beautiful flowing hair. And then I watched it, and I realized, no, if I have seen it, I must have been way young. And I, I didn't recall most of this film. And so it was like a pleasant surprise for me. You saw the memes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The memes yeah, are maybe, iconic. They are. They are. And and I feel like the best way for me to express my love, my new found love for Con Air, is to actually go through my reactions to it because I took very detailed notes. And essentially we're going to go through the movie. I'd like to get your guys's feedback on uh, on my notes and mm-hmm. some of your thoughts of the movie. Because I've got a, I just, I've got so much here, and I don't want to spend so much time on Con Air and and make fans out there think that um, I don't care about Face Off because I do. It's just I've seen Face Off so many times that the the whole movie mm-hmm. is just kind of like ingrained in me at this point. And Con Air was just this. It's a national treasure of a movie, and I just feel like the world deserves to hear this story about a group of the world's most vicious convicts hijacking a plane. It's glorious. If if you uh, just played this movie and said that it was footage of anti-maskers uh, on on a modern day airline, I'd I'd believe you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here's the trailer for Con Air. He's a U.S. Ranger. Highly decorated. Did a little hell raising when he was a kid, but nothing serious. He's defending his wife. Got in a drunken brawl. And he killed a guy. Could have happened to you or me. After serving the last of his sentence, Cameron Poe is taking the first plane home to his wife and daughter. Today's flight is a special one. We're populating Louisiana's Felton Penitentiary. These guys are the worst of the worst. I see a lot of celebrities among us. I see 11 primetime lives, three regents and Kathy Lee's, and a genuine 2020 interviewee. What you looking at, punk? Nothing, I was just mile in your cage. But one wrong flight. Stewardess, what's the in-flight movie today? <laughs> From Jerry Bruckheimer, the producer of The Rock, Nicholas Cage, John Cusack, John Malkovich. Where are they going to land this thing? How do you feel about the blackjack tables? On June 6th. <laughs> buckle up. Con Air. Directed by Simon West. Thank you, and have a pleasant flight. That was the trailer for Con Air. Wow. Amazing. Great trailer. Yeah. I also want, before I forget, before I forget, I I do want to pitch the idea that uh, as I went through this, I thought, you know, I think the world would also benefit from a commentary track. Um, And not, not just necessarily for Con Air, but some of the newer, fresher Nick Cage movies, I, I feel like, um, well, I just want to put it out there as an idea. If if anyone listening wants commentary tracks, I think we'd all be willing to do it. You know, we'd find a way to to offer that and make that happen. So just let us know if that's something you'd like to, uh, to hear. I feel like I'd be more willing to do it than people would be willing to listen to me. But <clears throat> all right. All right. So so Con Air 1997. It's got, dude, it's got a whole cast of amazing oh, yeah. actors, and yeah. I didn't even know it. I on, I went into this thinking, okay, it's Nick Cage and some no-names. Man, was wow. I surprised. So let's just, let's just start from the beginning. The movie, it opens up like Power Rangers. I hear Zordon talking to the Power Rangers, but it's actually Tommy Lee Jones. And we just, we heard him last in Firebirds with Nick Cage, which is another amazing film. Not nearly as good as, as uh, Con Air, but uh, I think we enjoyed it, right guys? It was okay. 
It was solid. <laughs> yeah. So Tommy, you don't you don't see Tommy Lee Jones, but it's his voice, and he's congratulating these fine Army Rangers for serving their country well. And among them is Cameron Poe, played by Nicolas Cage, one of uh, our nation's finest heroes, who's about to be severely punished for defending himself against a group of thugs that were trying to stab him to death. Mm-hmm. Um, How dare he? I know. And I love the first scene of Con Air because it's like a, the perfect little taste of what the rest of the movie has in store for you. <laughs> Cartoonish characters who live in a fantasy world that somewhat resembles our own. I mean, within the first five minutes, Nick Cage steps off a fishing boat dressed in his full Army Ranger uniform. He walks 10 steps to the bar where his beautiful supermodel bartender wife works he greets his unborn child in her belly you're gonna be miss alabama that makes your daddy very proud ignores threats from a local regular who has the hots for his wife gets jumped by said regular and his goons refuses his wife's plea for him to get in the car even though he's already surrounded and they're pretty much fixing to beat his ass And then he has to make the tragic decision to defend himself from a knife attack with a fatal karate strike to the dude's face. Cut to the courtroom where Poe's lawyer has instructed him to plead guilty and he'll get one, maybe two years, only for the judge to say military members aren't protected by the same laws, dude. And hey, enjoy your seven to ten years in a maximum security prison. You idiot. Also, thank you for your service. Thank you, thank you for your service. <laughs> thank you for your service. I'm pretty so sure. So right out the gate, right out the gate, we have a complete badass slash naively moral military man who's simply being punished for being too deadly and having incredibly bad luck. Now, I'm I'm pretty sure that that's just the plot of like River City Ransom. <laughs> that's an awesome game. Well, All right. So I described for you I, I described for you the opening. Now I want to I want to ask some questions about it. First, why did Nick Cage step off a dilapidated fishing boat in full uniform to visit his wife at the bar? I thought that was odd. Second, she, he hasn't seen her in forever, and that's that's exactly what you're supposed to do when you want to have a dramatic homecoming. You yeah. always come home in uniform it, because that way you can let all the filthy regulars know <laughs> that, that they don't deserve and, her, and all the regulars hate the military. Right? Did you notice right. that? But that's the whole yeah. That's the whole goal. <laughs> Isn't he from the South? Yeah, they're yeah. in Alabama. Yeah, where yeah, in, I was in Mobile, Alabama. Where in Alabama were, would they just be like, fuck the military? Right? It was I, so that's what bizarre. I'm it, was, it was mobile, too. That's not... You're yeah. the reason we lost Nam. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. Who? Secondly, who in their right mind thought that, that a high-octane action movie should open with a Trisha Yearwood song? That was great. Um... Why would Nick Cage talk to his unborn baby in the bar? It's just weird. And then He's the, weird. the man who's talking shit to Nick Cage is a regular. Why didn't his why didn't his wife say something to him? She's just like, come on, just ignore him. He's always, you know, trying to rape me. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> He's assaulted me after work a few times, uh, willingly. Uh, just ignore him. Just like, and okay. also, you're I pregnant. told him we were done today. I feel you're like pregnant. every Why time... are you working at a smoky bar? I feel like yeah. every well, time she was in that's the, the movie. That's the times. Mm-hmm. Every time she was in the movie, I'm just like, you don't even seem to like him at all. It's You know, it's a probably another one of those. One of those that they don't want to get too close, you know. Well, no, who was the, the uh, valley girl, right? Right. Yeah, we always say. Yeah. We always bring yeah. that up. I love it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's because he's clearly never gotten over it. Trisha Poe. Trisha Poe is played by Monica Potter. Beautiful actress. She didn't have to do much in this role. I think that was the point. Whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... Nick is a is a goody two shoes who just happens to be in the wrong place at the wrong time and hey you push him far enough and he's gonna he's like the Hulk or something you know you piss him off and sorry I don't I don't want to have to do this but I guess I have to kill you yeah he's like if the Hulk traveled back in time 
from the Civil War era based on his accent alone. Oh, yeah. His accent oh, is, yeah. is great. I think it's yeah. perfect. It couldn't be better. It's not quite Southern. It's not quite uh, American. Human. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like, um, it's like a Sarah Palin accent or something. It's like if a Confederate flag could talk. <laughs> all right. All right. So, of course, he's got to go to jail. He defended himself and killed this yeah. dude. So, sorry, man. Criminal. So, then we get to the prison sequence. And I got to say, I never wanted to go to prison so bad after watching Nick Cage do yoga and eat Doritos with his friends. I mean, they've got posters on the walls and, like, potted plants. And you can see the stuff he's got on the wall. And, and uh, Cameron Poe loves three things. His daughter old cars and Jesus he's writing letters making origami trying to get some shut eye while the rest of the prisoners are revolting and catching the prison on fire it's a hard life and he also breaks one of one of the cardinal rules of prison which is you don't tell everyone when you're going home July 14th July 14th Casey's birthday I'm gonna go home and they're all cheering him on it's like come on man you never do that. You don't believe that? What? You don't believe that? That that's how it happens? No, that's how it usually happens. No. I think you yeah. tell you tell uh, you know your prison mates the date you're leaving. They're going to mess with you. I I think it depends. They're going to try to get you to stay there yeah, longer. Like, well, I because yeah. <laughs> remember the prison he was in was not was not like. The, the vicious criminals and stuff that, that he was in the plane with. Okay. He was just hitching a ride on that plane. Oh, I see. So he was probably in like a lot better, yeah. like a low low security type prison. So at the, at the better, more, well, lower yeah, security, yeah, yeah. They, they still catch it on fire and revolt and try to escape? They didn't do that in the prison, did they? Yeah. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. They showed the hall and there was like a bed on fire and guy screaming and it, it seemed like a situation where the guards are going to have to uh probably kill some people but no nick, it was just really poorly maintained but nick is he's fine it's just another night i'm writing a letter to my daughter can't wait to see you i've never seen you before but i promise i'm going to see you on your birthday next we learn that the feds are preparing to move a bunch of prisoners to a new maximum security facility by airplane we do it all the time guys but it's special today because we got the meanest baddest murderers on the planet which by the way we need to save people by putting all these prisoners on the same flight if if we put them on different flights that's not good for the environment so yeah. i thought that was really responsible for them to put them all on one flight and then we get to meet. Well, it's the a chartered plane that's owned by the prison system, right? Is that it? They just have one. Yeah, yeah. Well, they don't. They they don't have a lot of money for there, man. How often do you need to like fly criminals around? It's uh, not that regular. So they 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 don't have no. Like, a but large he says the one guy, the one agent, is giving a yeah. little spiel and says, "No, we we often have to transport prisoners. It happens all the time." But this time, we're going to put them all on one flight. This is our biggest operation like this ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, Steve. I thought it was funny. I'm trying to validate it. Okay. See, if Amazon existed, then you could just, you know, ship them that way. That's true. Yeah. Prime delivery. Yeah. Right. Two days. Uh, then we meet Agent Vince Larkin, played by John Cusack, and Agent Duncan McCoy, played by Colm Meany. These two characters butt heads throughout the film. Then there's the DEA agent and, oh, plane full of prisoners? Of course, the feds are going to try to win a case out of all of this. Let's send the young up-and-coming DEA agent, Willie Sims, up there undercover. Oh, and with a gun on him because Agent Duncan McCoy ain't going to send his boy up there unarmed. I loved when they announced each prisoner as they exited the plane. You get to hear all the wrestler names. Like, Billy Bedlam killed his entire family. And yes, his dog, too. That sick fuck. Diamond Dog, played by Ving Rhames. Leader of the Black Gorillas. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Oh, he's also black. And even though he's a murderer, terrorist, black people like him and Denzel's in the movie. <laughs> Obviously, uh, black people were not the target demographic for Con Air. That's the, the sense I get. 
Then we meet Cyrus the Virus. And I was so pumped when John Malkovich came out. And he's the baddest prisoner dude to come off that bus because he was a serial killer or something. But he's also really smart. He's earned two degrees in prison. And he's escaped from prison twice. Let's put him on the plane. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) So I see John Malkovich and I'm just going crazy. It's it's like uh, it's like going to see your favorite band, but then all of a sudden, two of your other favorite bands are there, and you didn't even know they were going to be there. And they come out on stage, and you're like, "Holy shit, yes!" And then it's Dave Chappelle. I'm like, Dave Chappelle's in this. Oh, okay. I, in my 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 first thought is, all right, this is an early film in Dave Chappelle's career. He's probably like the token black guy, right? He's not going to have a lot of screen time. They're not going to let him tell jokes and be obnoxious. It's not going to be real Dave Chappelle. Oh my God, I was so wrong. There's parts of this movie that I was, I felt like I was watching a Dave Chappelle sketch. Yeah. He gets a lot of screen time. Well, you know that uh, he uh, he actually did more uh, improv. Most of his lines were improv. I was I was thinking. Yeah. I was thinking that yeah. just by the uh, the quality of the jokes. Yeah. And also the the racial edge of the jokes, which we'll get to. But I just thought, okay, this is typical Dave Chappelle today. You know, talking trash yeah. on the American Indian dude. But before that, before that, it's Nicolas Cage coming off the bus waving his hair in slow motion it's like a shampoo commercial and i just (laughs) i love it so much i love it it was done so well i i just i think this is the peak of cinema at this moment and of course like i said tons of memes and i also love that his entrance description is basically oh yeah then we have this guy he's uh he's on parole in fact he shouldn't even be on the plane but no, really, we need him to get on the plane so we can make the movie work. So, all I'm gonna say is, uh, business class in the front, party class in the back. That's right. I think I feel yeah. like the only the only person they're missing on this flight was uh, Snoop Dogg. That would have really rounded it out, right? Actually, Snoop Dogg was there. He was one of the ones that was murdered in the beginning. Oh, damn. damn. Yeah. I, I would love a, a fighting game uh, with, with all the characters in this movie. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's probably out there, honestly, like as like an indie game. Yeah. If you're an indie developer out there and you want to partner with us on uh, the Con Air fighting game, then, uh, you know, yeah. know where to find us. Let's do it. It needs to be really good, too. It needs to have lots of combos, very uh, precise programming. You know, it's Frame data, all that stuff. You yeah. Know. Yeah. Then it's Dave Chappelle talking to Nick Cage. Dave Chappelle plays Pinball Parker. I don't even remember what he he, he killed some. You know, he's he's uh what he's a drug drug runner or something. That's how he got arrested. Something like that. But then he's talking. I I, I never I really never understood how uh, Dave Chappelle nor uh, the 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 girl how either one of them. Yeah. were headed to like the heaviest supermax prison. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's where this transport was supposed to be head- yes. heading. Yes. Was like Ultimate Supermax. Yes. How were either one of them <laughs> right? destined for that place? It doesn't add up. It, it, a lot of this doesn't add up, but that's what I mean. Yeah. It's like a fantasy story. You just gotta, yeah. gotta go with it. And what I love is when you do go with it, every scene is entertaining. It's like, all right, I mean, it doesn't make sense, but I'll roll with it. Oh my God. Well, I'm glad I did, because this is awesome. I, then, I just love how there was a character named Ramon Sally Can't Dance Martinez. I know. Amazing name. They really, they pulled all the stops in uh, the prison names. I felt yeah. like it was great. Then we get a pep talk from the guard. It was like a full metal jacket type of uh, monologue, you know, and and I, I'm watching this guy deliver these threats, you know, like I'm going to. You know, I'll beat your ass, whatever. Why do the guards on this flight look like Bob and Dale from the local sheriff's office downtown? They, they have no protective gear. They have one what? I know that they have handguns and they have a stash of guns, I think, underneath the plane. But but they're not they're not suited up 
in case there's a revolt. Of course they're going to get massacred, right? Well, they don't, yeah, they, but they don't, that's the whole point. There shouldn't be any guns in there, so there yeah. shouldn't be any rising up. Yeah, because they, they put them in cages. Not all yeah. of them, but the worst offenders. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, yeah. They're in literal cages on the plane. Love it. Yeah. Then, dude, it's Danny Trejo. Did you already talk about him? Johnny 23? No, no, I didn't. All right, and, and but, uh, he's speaking Spanish with John Malkovich. What? Yeah. And then, come to find out, the TSA fucked up again, guys. Prisoners hid little nails under their skin. Didn't, yep. didn't catch that. Yeah. Well, oh, they shit. didn't go through the metal detectors this time because yeah. they had their chains on. So, <laughs> you know. And, and Dave Chappelle had swallowed a match in a little container of lighter fluid or something and retrieves that from his mouth and then he catches the Indian guy on fire and just starts telling jokes yeah. and I'm like is this is this an episode of the Chappelle show so then Dave is able to get away when the guard comes to deal with the fire and he lets some of the other prisoners out of the out of their cages and they immediately start murdering in this shaky camera chaotic hilarious sequence that is just so over the top and then one of the pilots decides to check it out armed with a handgun and the people in charge like i said were not armed very smartly on the prisoner plane so john malkovich quite easily uh, takes out he he hump shoots the pilot i don't know if you remember that he's like humping the air and shooting him and i thought that was glorious from this point the the movie starts to feel like something strangely meta for me there's this weirdness that i sense about it and i'm i'm going to talk about this a little bit more later to get your opinion but i'm going to keep going here the dea agent's cover is blown he gets killed in a pretty funny scene after which the tension just disappears and everybody's friends again it's amazing um it's like hey i just murdered this dea agent over here uh what did you say your name was again uh nicholas cage and cameron cage decides to risk his parole and his whole life to join the terrorists for this plane transfer in hopes of securing some insulin for his diabetic friend. This is one of the main conflicts, challenges in the movie, is trying to get this dude insulin. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, uh, and keep the uh, the female guard from being raped by Johnny 23. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> the, yeah. Those two things, yeah. those two things are intertwined because yeah. they're together in the same part of the plane. I also yeah. want to say I loved how shots inside the plane i love how the plane is so big mm -hmm. you know it just looks ridiculously big on the inside and then there's never any turbulence except when there needs to be mm -hmm. you know everybody's just walking around like it's clear skies which is believable to a point so, one thing that i heard a long time ago when it comes to any of these types of um like oh my god how could it happen so specifically sort of movies is that yeah. um you wouldn't have stories about things if they weren't extraordinary. That's true. So that's the that's only true. reason there's a story about it. Yeah. So that's true in real life, too. So I've, I've tried to always enter movies with that same ideology. I think that's that's a great attitude to have with mm -hmm. movies because it's, it's so easy, especially as you get older and you see lots and lots of movies. We, we tend to go in with preconceived ideas and expectations. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's why Con Air was just so amazing for me, because I knew it was iconic, but I didn't do any research or reading before I watched it. Oh, big surprise. Well, I, I mean, you can say it was laziness, but <laughs> I, I did that because I wanted to just go in blind, you know? Yeah, and yeah. My expectation was Nick Cage was going to uh, <laughs> take this plane back and be the hero. That was yeah. it. And I mean, I was right. But it's just so much more than that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, at this point, Cage becomes... He's like Nicolas Cage, Texas Ranger. Meanwhile, back at the Alabama prison, the feds happen to find all of the plans for this hijacking that the prisoners conveniently left behind this wall in the cell. I think it was uh, Malkovich's character. And now it's, uh-oh, they were planning this scenario all along. 
in a normal in a normal movie, I would hate this a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it's dumb. In Con Air, I literally can't live without it. I can't because they just they keep it going. Oh, you mean the, the fact the, that like the the, the 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 guards found the stuff? Yeah, the guards find yeah, the yeah, stuff, yeah. and then not only did they leave all the evidence, but they they leave a bomb behind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they kill two of the cops. I'm just like, what? Why? What's yeah. the point of that? Reeser, What's the uh, point? Reese, are you saying that law enforcement is reactionary instead of uh, being proactive, and they let crime happen? No, I would never say that. No, never. That never happens. Um, maybe. But I think that also falls in line with uh, John Malkovich's character, though, because throughout the yeah. entire movie, he's always been, uh, you know, just a step ahead of everybody else mm-hmm. and uh-huh. definitely but feels I, himself to be smarter. It's, it's hilarious because, yes, he's a step ahead of everybody else, but he's like two steps behind the audience, us viewers watching the movie. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah. dude. But they're all criminals, though, so they're all obviously way more uneducated than the normal viewer. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, they wouldn't right. be in crime. So I'm at the prisoner transfer now. We we get a whole slew of more America's Most Wanted. You realize how ridiculous this plot is for the prisoner hijackers to believably pull off this operation of posing as police while hiding the fact that the plane was hijacked? You can tell that the writers thought it was ridiculous because they had to write in a sandstorm to try to convince us, yeah, yeah this, this could really happen. Yeah, if the people can't see on the ground, then the, yeah, it's believable. Yeah. yeah. Just put a sandstorm in there. I'm a policeman. <laughs> no, for real. No, for real. I, I'm a policeman. And then we get more Dave Chappelle jokes. Yeah. It's yeah. like, What? And then meanwhile, back at the Alabama prison, the feds are still trying to put the pieces together. They're literally putting pieces of evidence together to figure this shit out. And John Cusack is flipping through a notebook with nothing but little kid pencil drawings of planes. It's a plane. It's a plane. Oh, my God. They took over the plane. I I love how they, like, lose track of a whole ass, like, jet plane. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's just yeah, if, well if you just if you just uh, mess with the transponder. Yeah. Then just, they're, they're they they wired know. it up. Yeah. Like, well, no, I, I thought that was cre- a creative idea cuz I mean again, you're looking at things in the modern guys. Yeah. I mean at the time, they wired it up to a battery and just moved it into another plane. Right. I, I think it, it was necessary. I yeah. mean, it, it had to be it had to be in there even yeah. if it does if it doesn't make total sense, it has to be in there. Yeah. Um, oh, heavenly Lord. Then if, if it's just like (laughs) this movie just can't give me enough. Then we get the Marietta Mangler, Steve Buscemi. He makes the Manson family look like the Partridge family. I love it so much. I've always loved his character because I've seen this movie a few times and, and just, yeah, God, I love his character so much in this. (laughs) I don't know why. He's this Hannibal Lecter uh, looking guy when they first introduce him. You don't know who he is because he's got yeah. the mask on and he's got all the, I don't know, handcuffs and stuff. And they're moving him. Into, he, he's basically the most dangerous prisoner because of yeah. his history as a serial killer. And he's, he's not just any serial killer. He loves to kill kids. Isn't there like a, isn't there a, 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 a Marvel character or something like that that they kept him all like wrapped up in a, a straitjacket would never let him out he was just like this rabid animal that would just destroy anything in his path or something I don't know is there is there Sean is there a Marvel a, berserker character I think there's like a are you talking about like Victor Zaz from like Batman yeah I, I, yeah, I'm thinking it was like a vet Batman or like an X-Men kind of thing and I just remember some character that's like just locked up in this thing and they let him out and yeah I just I just I had no clue it was going to be Steve Buscemi, and I screamed yeah. at my computer. Oh, yeah. I screamed. I was like, this this movie just, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I mean, I you, for, you remember, I'm not, I'm bad with my actor names, but just recognizing all of the people, and I'm like, oh, God, mm-hmm. yeah. Except yeah. Steve Buscemi, I know. I know well. Yeah, and, and, and then when Steve Buscemi comes into the picture, that kind of adds to this meta element of the movie that I experienced. Mm-hmm. And I guess I might as well just bring, I'll just say what that is now. I started to feel like 
this was a movie where they basically invited all of these big name actors to play these prisoners on a plane and they told them they, okay, they gave them LSD and said, we just want you to do your thing. Just become your character. Just whatever you want to do. Just do it. But you're a prisoner on a plane and you've taken over the plane. And then they have Nick Cage, but they told Nick Cage to play his role straight. They didn't tell Nick Cage that they gave all the other actors LSD and told him to just fuck off. Nick Cage thinks that this this is in the script, is what I'm saying. It's yeah. like they're all playing this prank on him. Because it's just so amazing, some of the this, this scenes, and you see what the actors, what their characters do, is so bizarre. But the whole time, Nick Cage is just very straight-laced, and he's consistent with being this moral guy that um, isn't willing to forsake his morals um, for whatever reason to save his life. He's the goodest noodle. So actually, as, as you say that with like the the way that they everyone is together, there was an interview with uh, Danny Trejo, um, mm-hmm. where he said that there was actually a lot of like tough guy competitions um, uh-huh. in almost everything on set. So like whenever one guy would spit on the floor, all the others would immediately try to imitate it, spit further than him, and just like <laughs> <laughs> oh, all sorts man. of one upsmanships. I just, I I wish that I was. I wish that I was a somewhat up and coming famous actor during this time. And somebody calls me and says, look, we're making this movie. It's going to be an action movie um, with some other stars in it. The leader of the prisoners who hijacked this plane is going to be John Malkovich. Mm -hmm. And you're going to be playing a role next to him. Oh, my God. Meanwhile, back at the Alabama prison, John Cusack is just now figuring out what the hell is going on. He you says know, to the jailer, John Malkovich's character is also, you know, who else auditioned for that? Uh, tell me. William Defoe. Oh, that would have been great, too, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would have been great, too. Yeah. But yeah, John Cusack tells the, the, uh, the cops, hey, I got to go for a second. Please don't touch anything. Well. Because uh, John Malkovich rigged the scene with the mom, right? Before... Leaving the, the plane. The, yeah, the box. Yeah, now, was a, was this is really box. important, guys. This is this is the movie that just keeps on giving. This is a national treasure. Go back. <sighs> if you have a chance, go back and watch this scene. And watch the CG that they created for the police officer getting blown up. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> the, the Actually, cops, I don't think there was CG in this. I... I it's some kind of special effect because the cop's body bends and stretches like he got sucked into a stargate. It looks like it looks like something from Sci-Fi Channel. So uh, by the time the feds foil this plot, the prisoners have pretty much consolidated their ranks and successfully brought the prison plane to the skies once more. You know, one more good um, point on his on his prison room, right? Mm-hmm. This dude has managed to hollow out a brick, hide things inside of it, get access to these documents, get the materials in order to rebuild the wall, build a bomb, (laughs) all inside of this prison. Why is he going through all of this stuff with the plane to get out? Clearly, he has the right connections to get out regularly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could probably just make a phone call and walk out the door. And they said he's escaped twice. They said he's escaped twice before. So they're going to put him on this freaking plane. Well, I mean, that's besides the point. Okay. Well, but I mean, you never think that people are going to escape again. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's a plane full of prisoners, you know, and we got cops on there. I mean, why do we even need to think about hijacking? It's just not possible. Right. There's yeah. There was no plan for that. Um. John Malkovich decides to let Steve Buscemi out of his Hannibal Lecter cage. Great, great decision. More <laughs> Steve Buscemi. Uh, then Cameron Poe's wife and daughter. It's her birthday, remember? They're waiting for daddy to arrive at the uh, airport. What day was uh, it? It was her birthday. But what day? It was, what, July something? July... Why are you doing this to me, man? July 14th. July 14th. July, it's 14th. July 14th. It's yeah, July 14th. Her birthday is on July 14th. Today is July 14th. Right. And today is uh, February 3rd. It's your birthday. Yeah. You know the relevance, right? No, I don't. There was like a, there was a very famous hijacking on, on July 14th. 
Also, that- July 14th was the time of the French Revolution. I think that's cheesy as hell. Yeah. I just... Okay. Well, because Nick is, Here it is. French. July 14th is the date of a fi- uh, famous and historical significant prev- prison break. Mm-hmm. Uh, the French Revolution started on July 14th, uh, 1789. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that might be it. But it's, yeah, it's, see, when it's I read the script, I, just, I really loved how... Is that, is that why Cage took this role? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, back to his wife and his daughter. I thought it was awesome that both of them call Nicolas Cage daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't we all? They're greeted by a very serious-looking U.S. Marshal. There's, there's been a problem on your husband's flight. I have a jet waiting. I thought it would be really funny if uh, it was the Conair jet with all the prisoners howling. There's a second Conair jet. Oh, it's another, it's another plane of... <laughs> <laughs> of prisoners because it was such a good idea they did it twice yeah back at the police station john cusack that deduces cameron poe is actually a good guy hero type who must be trying to help them and uh you expect them to agree to leverage this new resource like they did in die hard or whatever you know oh we got a somebody on the inside they can help us but instead they decide to shoot the plane down end of discussion we're shooting it down loved it uh then they find the prisoners find dave Chappelle's dead body underneath the plane cage is is uh, down there he's being forced to, to check on the landing gear and uh do you guys remember dave Chappelle's face he looks absolutely ridiculous he's frozen in this shriek of pain oh and then uh cage pushes him out the plane and i swear to you Another Dave Chappelle show sketch. We get to see him land on the car of an unsuspecting couple just trying to enjoy a nice day out. What a shift in tone. It just seems like a gag, right? They put it in to be funny, but it's actually it's a plot point because Poe writes a kind of SOS on uh, Pinball's shirt before dumping him out of the plane. Mm-hmm. And then when Agent Cusack finds out, he radios the other dudes that are already en route to blow up Con Air. They're going the wrong way, by the way. And 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 what I thought was so crazy was they're skeptical when uh, Cusack says a body fell from the sky. They give each other this mocking, incredulous look, like he's a complete dumbass for suggesting that that's possible, that a body could fall from a plane that was hijacked by convicts when they already know that there's dead people on the plane. It was I'm, so terrible. They, yeah. they probably just thought it was the latest uh, Banksy installation. Oh, and then Cage has a little tussle with one of these bad boys and ends up killing them. And I love how he says... I said, put the bunny back in the box. Why Should've couldn't put you put the bunny, the bunny back, back in the box? box? Should have put the bunny back. Oh, yeah. Y'all I noticed uh, there were some ADR mistakes. I noticed where they they overdubbed what had been said during shooting, and you know, back then in the '90s, you couldn't really tell, but now with HD, it's it it's very apparent. Um, but I don't think it really matters if we don't quite know, uh, what was said, but yeah, after that point, um, what happens? Then they, they land, they decide to land at, uh, another destination so they can refuel, right? They were supposed to, no, they're, they're originally supposed to go there and switch to a different plane. Yeah. They were dropping off some, I thought they were dropping off some prisoners and, well, uh, for, yeah, first sum up. Well, that was the when that was the the sandstorm place. Oh right. yeah, we're past that one, right? We're at the, yeah. the fields, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. So the fields they were supposed to switch out to another plane to make it into Mexico. Yeah. Um That like, I don't know, uh, Tommy the Green Ranger set up. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and now I'm thinking, what what is the plan here, guys? It's just. It starts to get a little bit convoluted, but you, again, it's Con Air, so you just roll with it. Let's see what, what you can do. Let's see if you can get this uh, prison plane to, to where you can find some freedom. 
You know, these people not. Do you really think all of these prisoners are guilty? I'm sure a couple of them, not Steve Buscemi, um, but a couple of them are. They got to be innocent. Yeah, you they should have just flew there down to Texas. That's so speaking right. of, uh, of Buscemi, right? Whenever, whenever they land in the field, right? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Buscemi takes off. Yes, and he has a little uh, tryst with a, a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. What was that about? I thought that I, was so I still, odd. The, all of this time, I, I have, I, I still question, I question his character, even rewatching <laughs> it. I thought maybe I would have, like, a different feeling about it now. Yeah. And I still just don't understand this. I still don't know if he's a bad guy or not. Yeah, because or he doesn't kill her. he's just a troll. <laughs> but he doesn't I, kill like, her. Yeah, and the only time that he gives me any impression that he's a bad guy is whenever he, like, openly says... Yeah, there was this little girl, and I wore a hat through three states, or wore a head like a hat through three states. But I, I also feel that. like that's something I would say to you randomly as well. I know. Maybe he was just an edge lord. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I think he could have just been like this this messed up troll dude, and like these bad See, things happened, or like somebody that was close to him did a lot of screwed up things, and he was like, yeah. yeah. And it was it was great, and we we did what? it together, and it was funny. We put our hat on a pike. That was hilarious. He was secretly just a Redditor the whole time. I don't know what they were going for with that whole thing. When uh-huh. he has that little tea party or whatever with the little girl and then doesn't kill her. But he hasn't, he doesn't express that he's changed at all, right? I think they've gone for exactly what they got out of, out of somebody like me. That I, I, I'm not, I've seen this movie probably a dozen times and uh-huh. I still just, I'm fascinated with this character because I, yeah. I still can't figure him out. Yeah. Well, at least uh, Johnny Twenty Three's character is um, pretty uh, pretty obvious. He just wants yeah. to rape the the guard, the female yeah. guard. He's nothing he but trying. if not consistent. He wants he wants to be Johnny Twenty Four because the number in his name is the the number of women he's raped. Is that right? I I, I think so. Or but at one point he said something about like that's the number of of the hearts on my thing. If it was yeah. really the other, I'd be Johnny Six Hundred. <laughs> yeah. So so we're kind of skipping over this whole thing where the the plane takes off again, but they kill a whole they kill a whole lot of cops in the process, right? Anyway, the plane's yeah. up again, and now we got uh, we got the the agents who are en route to shoot it down, and John Cusack is like, "Don't shoot it down." This is after they left the airfield or the 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 desert place? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Because I'm... because they're about to land in Las Vegas. That's where I am right now. Oh, okay. Okay. Cuz they wanted yeah, right. Nick to go home to his uh his wife and daughter. They, yeah. yeah. So they they do shoot at it. They do damage the plane. But then okay. um and I love the the prisoner pilot guy, uh, Swamp Thing. Mhm. Uh, he was an interesting character. Well, they they just they don't shoot it down, but instead they land it in this maelstrom of destruction on the Las Vegas Strip that like yeah. had to kill or severely injure innocent I people. A lot of people jumped out of the way. Okay, everybody yeah. was fine, right? Yeah, yeah. there were I a mean, few cars that were flipped, but they looked to be <laughs> empty. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you saw a plane coming at you, you right, just move. Just get out of the way. Yeah. Bro. If you don't, it's it's your own fault. Yeah. Yeah. And that was a lot more responsible than just blowing it up and sacrificing the lives of those poor prisoners. Let's just fucking land it in Las Vegas and pray that it doesn't. It's not the prisoners they were worried about. It was really just Nick Cage. He just wants to go home to his wife and daughter. Yeah. His wife is really hot. And maybe the the female officer that was, you know. Yeah. She kind of gave him. She might not have been raped yet, so. Steve, you just take it to the next level, man. Well, they were trying to make sure that she was okay. Nick Cage, of course, saves her life and saves his friend, Baby O, from having um, diabetic, dying from... Anaphylactic shock. Anaphylactic shock, yeah. Yeah. The dude gets shot, though, and then I thought, oh, he's going to die anyway. Man, poor Nick Cage. But he doesn't. He's transported to the ambulance. But then there's this final kind of shootout on the ground, right? And uh, I love how John Malkovich dies. 
You remember? He gets stuck behind some kind of uh, machine that's pumping into the ground. And oh, it just yeah. takes, takes his head off. Yeah. It's just so over the top. Well, it was, yeah, it was the whole, like, being blown away from a jet engine into a wall, and then I think you yeah. fell from there down into a ravine, and somehow through all of that, he was fine. Because I thought he yeah. died whenever he, what, you know, got thrown 30 feet in the air from the jet engine and pinned <laughs> against a metal grate. I assumed that one finished him, and if not, maybe the 30-foot drop into the ravine would have done it. But right. no, somehow he managed to land directly underneath of a piston... That just yeah. smashed his head, and that's, I'm assuming, what killed him. But I'm not really sure, uh -huh. because if you survive the first two... Yeah, there's a chance. There's always yeah. a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Epic. Epic. I and love how to believe that people don't die, unless it's very explicitly shown. And I love how neatly everything gets wrapped up in the end. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, there's Nick Cage. He's the good guy. Yeah, and there's my daughter. It's her birthday and my hot wife. Yeah. Well, my hot wife. I got to have that kind of accent a little bit. I, lo well, I, I also love I love how there's no there's no repercussion for any of this. No. <laughs> it's like it's like even at the very end, he is now off the plane. He has no jurisdiction, like, he had, there's no reason for him to do any of this stuff, because there's regular police force, there's, in fact, an agent, and then Nick mm -hmm. goes, and he steals a police car, goes on a chase, <laughs> and murders yeah. someone, and everyone's like, good job. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> You're our hero. Yeah. I got some, I got some Metal Gear vibes yeah. watching this. Yeah. Yeah, especially the big chase at the end, when the... John Malkovich has the fire truck with Ving <laughs> Rames. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I wasn't sure how any of that was that was at all legal, but no. <laughs> if you download yeah. the uh, the 4K version, you zoom in on uh, Nick's pants, you can see that they're actually Chuck Norris action jeans. Oh, that explains it. That's why he was Mr. Badass. I just love how there's a scene where, like, the scene where he steals the cop car. Like, the cop yeah. looks at him and it's just like, uh -huh. go get him. How about, how about when the cops take off and one of them drops a donut and they're kind of zoomed into the donut? There's just little things like that yeah. in this movie that makes me cringe, but I love it. Yeah. Of course the cops have a donut. Yeah. It's just so cliche. And then the, the, the real icing on the cake is, you know, I was complaining about the Trisha Yearwood song at the beginning. I wouldn't start an action movie with that. Come on, mm -hmm. it's cheesy as shit. And then they play it again at the end. <laughs> That's called bookending the, the story. You mean the theme song, like, How Do I Live? Yeah. And he gets to make out with the female cop, too, just because he's the, the goodest boy action hero. Yeah. I felt like his character was your character in a video game that just kind of goes through the motions to experience the story. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Nothing serious. Oh, how about the, the part where he gets shot in the shoulder, the arm? Do you remember that? Yeah, He's on the yeah, plane, he gets shot. He didn't, even, he didn't even flinch. No. It was just like uh, blood. That's his military training. Yeah. Did you not know that? You get trained in the military. Feel pain. They take you out, they shoot you, and you have to you you're not allowed to graduate from military school until you don't <laughs> flinch. <laughs> well since he's uh, a since he's like an early two thousands video game character, he has uh, respawning mm -hmm. health. Yeah. Yeah. Man. And I mean that's that's it, guys. Really. He reunites with his family and it just ends. Where's yeah. the sequel? Right? God, there needs to be a sequel. Con Air in space or something. They, they hijack. How about they, they hijack the metaverse? <laughs> they hijack the metaverse. <laughs> they hijack uh, a space hotel. <laughs> that would be awesome. It, it's a prison colony on the moon. And they steal, they steal the escape pods. And then they end up at a hotel that's a, it's a space floating space hotel and they take it over that would be sweet <laughs> you know what there is some kind of prisoner movie that takes place in space that came out recently with uh xenon was, 
No, the <laughs> no, it was a, it was Schwarzenegger and um, uh, Total Recall, Stallone, maybe. No, it was, it was within the last five years. I want to say it had a really generic name, and I think it was another generic type movie. Total but... Recall HD remake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, HD. The Expendables. Remake. It was the Expendables in space, pretty much. I had, I didn't see it, but. I'm just trying to say, I'm just trying to admit that I don't think Con Air 2 Dark Side of the Moon. Space. Yeah, man, what an amazing flick. Con Air. I, it needs to be in the Criterion Collection. When you have this many big name actors, this needs to be in the National Archives. Now I'm actually curious if it is. Yeah, so I was pleasantly surprised. There was, There's a line in there from John Malkovich where he says something about how he's a national treasure. And I just loved it. I felt like this movie is a national treasure. And it's even better that Nick Cage is in National Treasure. It just all comes together in the end. Yeah. Wow. Any final thoughts on Con Air? They don't make movies like this anymore. That's a fact. They really don't make, like, just the completely gonzo, super cheesy action movie anymore. It's true. It's yeah, really they a, seem it's a lost art. And and when when they try, they just seem so like it, they're fitting a quota almost. They're so simplistic and kind of sanitized in a way. The violence doesn't really disturb you. If that makes sense, it's just all kind of rote. Whereas uh there's just so many there's just so many um surprises in con air like i said the bad cgi and the one one part and some disturbing deaths for sure so you ready for uh two truths and a lie well first i just want to finish by saying that it was directed by simon west he is known for the general's daughter he would do that later with john travolta i remember when that came out the mechanic oh my god guys this is it this is it Mm -hmm. simon west before he started his film career he was the director for music videos including rick astley's never gonna give you up nice (laughs) wow nice oh he also directed the expendables too so he's Called just, it. he's a certified meme lord. Oh, yeah. yeah. I hope he has some NFTs. This guy's going to be, wow, banking. All right, let's do it, Steve. All Two right. truths and a lie. So, first, the movie, this movie was actually inspired by a newspaper article about a plane that transports convicts. All right. Uh, two, Nicholas Cage, actu- <laughs> Cage actually traveled to Alabama to work on his accent for this movie. Uh, okay. And three, John Travolta was originally supposed to play Larkin, but the director changed his mind when he was cast for Faced Off. Shut up. That's probably true. Man, I can believe all of them. <laughs> I think it's gotta be, gotta be B. I think that... Yeah. Cage definitely uh, I think he wouldn't need to yeah. you know he's probably like I'm, I'm from New Orleans I already know this, the southern accent yeah I'm gonna go with B too and I'm pretty That's sure a lie, that, Steve and I'm pretty sure that uh, I accidentally read that there is a plane that transports convicts yeah take that Steve so we got it yeah, so uh, you have to tell us now. Right. If we well, I only tell you if you're right. Come on, man. We have to be right. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this segment so much. We never, we never come back to them. We just leave them hanging. And people listening to this have got to be annoyed. I mean, how many have we had now? Four or five questions with no resolution? DM me if you think you know the answer. DM us at Late Night Cage Fight. All right. If you get it right, I might just let you know. 
If somebody DMs us the correct answer in in the next episode or in a proceeding episode, I will say your name and I will read the correct what is the actual lie basically. Yeah. But but Steve, you you have to admit yourself. Sure. That's the problem. You're the problem, Cage Fighter Steve. No, I'm. I'm only. Uh, you're right. I am the problem. But you guys lack to be your own solution. You have uh-huh. all of the same information at your fingertips that I do, and you are yeah. totally capable of doing all of your own research. You lazy fucks. That's true. That's true. Okay. Before we start face off, I just want to check in and see if my wife is able to get the kids. Get out of here! Mind your business. Oh my god. Uh sorry guys, looks like I have to go, but um we'll be back in part 2 to talk about face off. Thanks for listening to Late Night Cage Fight. <laughs>